welcome to town. Avra, I'm here to bother you for the greater good of Cryptid Kai. I guess you didn't tell them everything then. It's not a bad idea. Okay, I think we're gonna need a change of plans. Season 5, Episode 8, Now or Never. Candy. Hello, Sybil. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Thank you for asking. Are you still able to work on shroud research today like we discussed? Yeah. Um, come on in. Thank you. I see you've already gotten started. Oh, yeah. Just started looking through some of the books a little bit. Did you find anything of note? Not really. I was a little distracted. Not a problem. Let's get to work then. Right away? Was there something else you wanted to do? Um, no. Nothing at all. Are you feeling okay? I'm completely fine. God damn it. Do you have tape? Oh, yeah. Avra's probably got some in the junk drawer. Here it is. Thanks. Before I give this to you, can we talk? Please? About? You know what about. Or are confessions of love so common for you that the other night doesn't really stand out in your mind? Right. That. I was hoping to just skip that topic for now, since there's so many more pressing matters. So you were just intending to never bring it up again? You might be leaving in a week if we don't find a way to take down the High Council. Exactly. I figured it wouldn't be something that would need discussion until after that was solidified. So you were just going to kiss me and leave forever without saying a thing if we didn't figure this out? Well, you kissed me. She remembers that. I thought it would be better. Easier. Easier to forget I exist? To make moving on simpler? That's not what I meant. Is this about my power? What? You're afraid that now that you know I've had feelings for you this whole time, yours are just reflections of mine, right? Well, if that's really what you think, then just take back what you said. I don't want to take it back, I- Oh. Hi. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Hello. What's up? Just needed to grab some stuff. Ah, then maybe we should ask your sister for help? Help with what? It's fine. They're busy. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go test some stuff out with the Shroud. We have some theories. Knowing magic would probably be a big help. Um, yeah. Kendi and I can come along. Should we- Just you. Francie's coming too, and there isn't enough space in the car. Sorry. That's fine. Sybil should go with you. I'll work on some more research at home. Wait, but- Good luck. Roger! Glad you could make it. Come on in. Thank you. Sorry I'm a bit late. I got held up with things at work. 
No worries. Everyone else just arrived. Hey, Roger. Hi. Hey, Mr. Torres. Hey, oh. Ha. <laughs> yes. The gang's all here. So, have you folks started discussing things yet? Not yet. Lizzie's being very cryptic on why we're here. Wow, not even Nancy Drew can figure it out. <sighs> like you have? Maybe we start explaining, Lizzie? Actually, it might be good for you to start, Ben, considering the circumstances. Well, last night while Roxy, Lizzie, and I were hanging out, Lizzie had a surprise vision. Oh, dear. Are they getting more frequent again? No. That's the first one I've had since I started my treatment. And this wasn't one of those throwaway prophecies that you were having when it was really bad. I wrote it down, actually, because it seemed like it was going to be important. At what seems the darkest night, magic breaks and ignites the light. With two halves joined and power great, the wall shall fall and alter fate. Whoa. Yeah, and there were flames and Lizzie's voice did this crazy thing. Well, that stuff is pretty normal. It's gotta be about the shroud coming down, right? What else could it mean by the wall shall fall and alter fate? So you're saying we still have a chance? I think we might. The High Council said they can't take down the Shroud, though. It's not gonna happen. Ugh, what a buzzkill. Mari. I'm not being a buzzkill, I'm being realistic. Why keep trying? We're only gonna fail again, just like every single other time we've tried to do something good. Do you really believe that? Yeah. Okay. We've had a rough year, that's fair. But it's also not true. We've had our fair share of losses, but we've also had some really great successes. Like what? Like saving Bluff. You helped out with that. Finding those old newsletters in Aver's office archives. We made a deal with Nessie and protected the town, and we encouraged Bluff to be a bit more progressive and start opening themselves up to humans. Which they will now be shut away from forever. Yeah, they will. And maybe we can't connect with humans right now, or maybe we never will again. But... We were able to protect them against Lygia when she was trying to hunt them down. Not to mention save our friends from being her next meal. I wasn't involved in that. But you all were involved in saving Avra just a month ago. Yeah, and we had to save her because I reached out to Day and got us in trouble in the first place. Not to mention that contacting Sela was my idea and led to the possession that got the High Council involved. Honestly, I probably had something to do with the exposure of Comerlock at this rate. That... Might be a bit of a reach. Is it? Because I'm basically the reason that everything else is falling apart. Maybe it's me this whole time in the prophecy, and Avra's just being blamed for my curse. I... I don't even know why I'm here right now. You guys should stay away from me. Jules, wait, come on. We don't want you to leave. Why are you still being so nice to me? Because I care about you. We all care about you, Juliet. But I... I've been trying so hard to push you guys away so I wouldn't keep messing things up, but you're you're making it so hard. Because we need you. Don't go putting the weight of the world on the girl's shoulders. We don't need you to be a superhero, Juliet, and I know you're not the villain. Then why does it feel like bad things are following me? Sometimes it seems that way, but those are the times where you have to try your damnness to hold on to the good things you have. Things like your positivity, your determination to make the world better. Your friends. From someone who pushed people away when I needed them, 
don't. Just makes everything hurt so much more. I'm sorry, Mari. I'm sorry too. I could tell you were going through something and I just got mad at you. It's all my fault. No, I shouldn't have taken everything out on you. You're one of my best friends and I never, ever want to fight again. Me neither. <laughs> I, I just love it when friends are able to reconcile. <laughs> Roger, you old softy. Um, I'm sorry about the whole um, lie I made up about who you have a crush on. I know none of that's true because you told me who you really do have a crush on. And it's for sure not... Right. Uh, yeah. I forgive you. I'm sorry to you too, Ben. I was really mean about everything and... You're good. It's a rough time. Lots of emotions. Yeah. Well, now that we've gotten to witness this lovely reunion, should we start scheming? Because I may have an idea. Okay, you weren't kidding. You broke through the apparently unbreakable shroud. And got severely burned in the process, but, you know. This is insane. And no one else can do it. No one who's tried. I gave it a try, and so did Roxy, and both of us just got a little burn. No gap, though. Wild. Okay, so why exactly am I here again? To test a theory. Clearly, this gap is an actual gap in the shroud. We've been able to throw rocks and sticks through, and they end up on the other side as they should. So, we wanted to see if that extended to the memory-erasing magic, too. Does that seem like it makes sense as far as magic goes? Oh, you're, you're asking me. Well, yeah, if the shroud itself holds the spell that messes with memories, it would make sense that it would get disrupted. Not sure how much, though, considering how large the thing is. So... How do you guys want me to test this exactly? Stick my arm through the gap and see if I still know your names? Seems simple enough to me. I thought you said this was a big favor, Av. Well, that isn't the whole experiment. That bracelet. That's from Caleb, right? Yeah. Oh, I see. See what? Only if you're comfortable with it. We want you to call Caleb. What? Roger told me that during the first few days of the Shroud being up, his ex-wife called him and wasn't able to remember anything about him, despite his attempts to explain to her. That means that even significant others on the other side shouldn't remember anything. And you're the only one of our group who's in that situation, unfortunately. Why don't you make Roger do it? Or you! Your parents are on the other side, why can't you just do it? Avra tends to be the exception to a lot of rules already, and we don't want to spread this secret too wide. It's not a far leap from telling one person that Avra broke the barrier to either the High Council or a really desperate citizen finding out. And both of those are just not likely to end well. Is that why you- You really think this is gonna make him remember me? This little gap in the magic? Maybe. It could be really subtle, which is why we need people who are really close to do it. (sighs) Fine. I'll call him. Be careful, the edges can burn. Here goes. Hello? Hi, uh, is this Caleb? It is. Do I know you? 
Um, you do, but you might not remember me very well. Uh, my name's Francie. I don't know someone named Francie. Well, that's my nickname. You might remember me by Francisco. Francisco Leeds. Sorry, doesn't ring a bell. Maybe you have a wrong number? No, no, I, I definitely meant to call you. It's not working. Keep talking to him. Ask him about Water's Edge. Is there someone else there? Uh, don't worry about it. That's just my friend Sha- Sh- Uh, what, what's your name again? I'm Shia. Shia, right. And my other friends. Is he forgetting us? Maybe. Should we pull him back? Not yet. Explain how you know him. Something he would remember. Right, right. Uh, Caleb, you might remember me from high school. We went to Shawnee High together. We were in the same math class in freshman year. We were. Yeah, yeah, you had Miss Sanchez, right? For geometry A-level, third period. I did. So did I. Uh, We sat next to each other towards the back of class. We didn't really talk until a few months into the school year. I was super late to class one day and had forgotten all my stuff at home. And you lent me a pencil and some paper. Oh, okay. And then at the end of class, when I gave back the pencil, you offered to review what I had missed during lunch. Really? Yes. Uh, We found a quiet hallway and spent 15 minutes going over triangle proofs. And then you realized I had forgotten my lunch at home too. So you bought me a slice of pizza or something. Uh, Grilled cheese. What? I, I think I bought you a grilled cheese and a coffee, but it wasn't a regular coffee. You filled the cup up halfway with coffee and then the other half was hot Hot chocolate. chocolate. I used to do that all the time. You hated coffee, but you were also always tired. Do you remember me, Caleb? I, I, I'm not sure. I remember that, but I don't know who you are or what you look like or anything else about you. I'm really, really sorry. I feel like I'm missing something. It's okay. It's not your fault. I'm glad you were able to remember a little bit of me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to go. My next class is starting soon. Can I call you back? I don't think you're going to remember to. (sighs) You're probably right. Well, uh, thank you for calling, Francisco. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Whoa. There you guys are. You alright? Yeah, yeah. Um, my head just hurts. I felt like I was looking at you through a bunch of fog or something, but I can see you fine now. Well, that seemed like a success. He remembered. Not much, but something about me is still in the back of his mind. We have to get rid of this stupid thing. To use whatever this is that you can do, Avra, to take this thing down, it's- Not so fast. All we know about what Av can do is that it takes a lot of pain for her to take away a small portion of the shroud. Well, I'm not suggesting throwing her into the damn thing. There is something there, though. Something I can do that doesn't make sense. Sybil, any ideas on the magic theory behind all this? Not particularly, but Kendi's got more of an understanding of the theory behind these things. If I ask her- We're not telling Kendi. Why not? 
we need to be careful about who we're sharing information with. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. You still don't trust Kendi after everything she's done for us? Everything she's done? She's done for you, Sybil. Teaching you magic, sparing Avra. That was all for you. What makes you think that given the opportunity, she won't do anything she can to get rid of the Shroud? She would never hurt Avra to save herself. She's changed. Would you? What? You're saying Kendi's changed, but you've changed too. I didn't want to bring you out here because I'm not sure what you're going to do with this, knowing that I can take enough of the Shroud down for people to escape if I kill myself for it. Avra, chill. Sybil would never do that. Of course I wouldn't. (laughs) Oh, God, it's so fucking funny, isn't it? That the one who thinks everything is about her is the only one who can save us all by ending herself. Fucking rich. Where are you going? Well, I'm not driving home with you all, that's for sure. Don't want me throwing off out the window at the shroud, right? What if she tells Kendi? She won't. Maybe she should. We need a way to take down the Shroud, but the High Council claims that it shouldn't be possible, right? But it clearly has to be if Lizzie's prophecy thing is correct, which I'm assuming it is. They've always been correct before. Great. So that leaves us with two possibilities. Either the High Council does know how to take it down and they're just lying, or they really don't. But there is a way. They aren't going to tell us shit either way, so we have to go back to the source. The High Council is the source, though. Not exactly. They may have put up the shroud, but they used Hana's magic to do it. But she's been dead for ages. Well... Oh, I see where this is going. So you really can talk to the dead? Sure can. Perfect, then we can just- Just because she can doesn't mean she wants to. Yeah, if Mari's not comfortable doing a seance, we're not gonna make them. Oh, I- I didn't realize. It's alright, guys. They're just worried because the last time I used my powers, I kind of summoned a demon by accident, but that was a while ago. If talking to Hana's spirit is something that could help the town, I'm willing to do it. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. We'll be right there with you. Actually, as much as I don't want to break up the Three Musketeers, I think Roxy and I should be the ones to do the seance with you, Mari. As a human, Roxy might be able to provide a grounding presence, and I know my powers aren't that much like yours, but I could probably step in if something were to go wrong. That's not a bad idea. Are we sure that Hana is reachable, though? It sounded like the High Council did a number on whatever was left of her to make the Shroud. That's a good point. Is there a certain amount of like, soul energy that you need to be able to talk to someone? I don't know. This is kind of a unique situation. Fair enough. Do you think it'd help if you had some sort of anchor or something to connect you to Hana? That always helps my visions. It definitely wouldn't hurt. We could try to get the conduit. That is way too risky. It would give us a hell of an upper hand, though. Whether we're able to talk to Hana or not, We could have the thing that the High Council needs to put these shrouds up. They'd have to listen to us. And they'd have to tell us the truth if they wanted it back. It's not like they can make another. That's not a bad idea. Don't encourage them. Think about it, Liz. I could use my powers to disguise myself as one of the High Council members and sneak into their office. 
And then what happens when someone tries to talk to you and hears what is definitely not the High Council member's voice? Wait, I think there might be an old magic spell for that. Hold on. Here it is. Yeah, with this one, you can change elements of your outward appearance to mimic someone else's. Depending on how powerful the spell is, you can go from changing your entire appearance or just your voice. All you'd need is the voice part. And if I did it on myself, it wouldn't take that much power, and then Ben could just disguise me. Wait, you've been trying out old magic? Just some of the smaller spells. No way. You didn't tell us. We weren't talking to each other. I've had a lot of free time these past few days. So do you think you could change your voice and go undercover? I think so. As long as the conversation isn't too long. I've gotten the spell to work for a couple of minutes at a time, but if I practice some more, I can probably hold it for longer. It's very impressive that you can do old magic, Juliet, and I appreciate the plan, but I don't want to put you kids in danger. Mari's helping you, though. Mari's doing something she's done many, many times in a safe environment with people she trusts. It is a good backup plan, at least, Liz. <sighs> okay, look. If we aren't able to contact Hana and stealing the conduit is the only option, then we do that. But not until it's the last option, okay? Okay. Great. So then we have nothing to connect us to Hana? I mean, it doesn't have to be a thing. It could be a person. Candy. Do you think she'd do it? I think I could convince her. So... When should we try this seance? How's tomorrow night? That's kind of soon. The longer we wait, the less chances we have. It's now or never. Roxy's right. The High Council is scheduled to leave in just five days if they stick to their plan. We need to act fast. Okay. Let's take this thing down. Thanks for listening to Season 5 of Cryptid Cape, Now or Never. This show is created and produced by me, Victoria Pereira. I also voice Avra. The voice of Sybil is Caroline Byrne. The voice of Kendi is Miani Watson. The voice of Shia is Angelique Vespuccian. The voice of Lizzie is Christina Rose Hargis. The voice actor of Roger is Christopher Medina. The voice of Roxy is Amanda Monheim. The voice of Juliet is Amy Acevedo. The voice of Mari is Arden Fitzroy. The voice of Ben is Kai Morphine. The voice of Francie is Aubrey King. The voice of Caleb is Adam Montague. Our story editor is Jennifer Wong. Our cover artist is Kit Dupre. Our foley artist is Isaac Rodriguez. Our transcriptionist is Rebecca Ryder. Our website designer is Kyle Boyer. Our theme song is Pink Night in Ohio by Ryan Anderson. The other songs featured in this episode were Verve by Benjamin Martins, Loss and Love by Amaranth Cove, Dream Escape by The Tides, and Drifting at 432 Hertz by Unicorn Heads. Be sure to subscribe to Cryptid Cape so you don't miss our next episode. We publish every two weeks. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Cryptid Cape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for some fun bonus content. And check out our coffee page at ko-fi.com slash cryptidcape to donate to the show and get your own Cryptid Cape sticker. Share this episode with friends or leave a review if you enjoyed it. It means the world. See you next time.